Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again Congresswoman Erin Halchin, who represents Indiana's 9th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Congressman. Good morning, Tom. And, of course, uh, one thing that uh, you had a high-profile trip uh, last week, and that was to the southern border. And uh, what did you learn uh, in your uh, trip to uh, South Texas? You know, Tom, it was an eye-opening experience for sure. I've seen, we've all seen video and pictures of, of the border crisis, but I wanted to see it firsthand. It's, you know, the crisis at the southern border has uh, resulted in just the last year, 220 um, Hoosiers in the 9th District have lost their lives to drug overdoses. Many of those are fentanyl directly connected to the southern border, uh, the drugs that are coming across there. That's 220 sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, um, and even one is too many uh, for our families that are hurting from losing loved ones. So I wanted to see it firsthand. Um, I can tell you that though the president has said the border is secure, I saw it firsthand. It is not secure. And if uh, the president took time to visit um, Eagle Pass or visit with Border Patrol agents in Uvalde, uh, he would have he would learn the same, that the border is not secure, that um, it's uh, it's almost like a war zone uh, in those areas. And, uh, you know, they need our support. And uh, how long were you down there, uh, Congresswoman Halchin? We went to San Antonio um, on Sunday. We got up about 5 in the morning Monday to drive down to Uvalde uh, and then over to Eagle Pass. So it was a long day. We visited with, um, in Uvalde, we visited with local law enforcement, the school corporation, EMS professional, uh, personnel, and um, the mayors, as well as um, the hosp- local hospital system there, just to hear about the challenges that they're facing. Um, the schools in Uvalde are still shutting down. They're, they're on lockdown about four days a week from high-speed chases. Um, so that is, again, you know, Uvalde is where this school shooting happened not uh, just, you know, less than 10 months ago. Uh, some of, you know, the community there is still struggling uh, to recover. And, you know, the border crisis is just adding to that. Border Patrol agents there uh, had, you know, some of their kids were in school there. So it is, uh, it's, a, it's a hurting community. Um, they're having um, our ho- their hospitals are full. The jails are full of migrants. Um, it's just an overwhelming situation down there. Uh, we also uh, heard from residents. Um, the superintendent, in particular, of the Uvalde School Corporation, had uh, his granddaughter over. His wife was giving her a bath, and a migrant was trying to break into the bathroom at that moment. And he held the uh, migrant at gunpoint for 22 minutes before law enforcement could arrive. Um, law enforcement is just completely overwhelmed. Border Patrol agents are overwhelmed by the number of migrants that are crossing. Um, it's a lot, Tom. <laughs> it yeah. is a lot. Uh, we visited a um, a the migrant uh, unaccompanied migrant uh, processing center in Uvalde. There were about nine teenagers there that had crossed. Um, they did not, of course, not did not speak English. Um, they're given slips of paper with addresses on them of, of where they're supposed to end up. There's no vetting of, of where those kids are going if they're actually going to family members. Um, they're on the road for approximately 21 to 30 days, uh, depending on their countries of origin, uh, with coyotes and, and human smugglers to get to the border. Uh, one of those children was a 5-year-old girl who had no family. Um, she was handed to a 16-year-old who was unrelated to her and didn't know her 
as she crossed the border into the United States. Um, it is a crisis, and this is Biden's border crisis. It is absolutely on Joe Biden um, and his administration and Secretary Mayorkas, um, and it is um, totally unacceptable um, what's been happening. The Trump administration had um, committed to finishing the wall, but it's more than the wall. They were, you know, the Trump administration planned to add technology and personnel, all of which will be necessary to secure the border. Uh, and the Biden administration stopped all of it. Um, so not only are we not finishing the wall under the Biden administration, um, the Border Patrol agents and communities in South Texas are not getting the, the resources that they need to even defend um, the border and, and protect, protect the country. And we've heard stories of uh, some of the uh, illegals uh, making their way uh, to other parts of the country and uh, so forth. And um, and I've heard of, uh, you know, for example, uh, Congressman Greg Pence talking about uh, Indiana now uh, a border state. Uh, would you say that that's uh, fair to say? Absolutely. I've certainly been saying that every state is a border state in, in Joe Biden's uh, with Joe Biden's border crisis, including Indiana. I got a little bit of pushback from that from you know, the Courier Journal in, in Louisville uh, interviewed me and said, well, Indiana is not on the border. I said, it is not, but it is a border state. Joe Biden has made every state a border state because the impacts coming across the southern border, just fentanyl, for instance, is just one example. Uh, but, you know, these migrant kids uh, that the coyotes are trafficking, uh, they will collect about 85 of them uh, in Mexico. They will hold them at the border until they get a, a collection of a high number. And one day a week, they'll push all of those kids across the border into Uvalde at once. Um, and meanwhile, they have 400, the cartels have 400 drones in the air, uh, and they're watching where our Border Patrol agents are, and they're watching all of their actions. And once the Border Patrol can, you know, convenes on that 80, those, those high groups of kids, uh, that's when the, the drug smugglers, even organ trafficking, um, moving people into this country that cannot go through a, pro a processing center like violent criminals, sex offenders, pedophiles, rapists, the worst of the worst criminals, they're all coming across, uh, terror suspects, terrorists, they're all coming across the border unimpeded. And those are the ones that they don't, um, that, that are not accounted for, but are most certainly coming across the border. Uh, and it is a, it is a coordinated distraction um, utilizing these kids. Yeah, so it sounds like a, a lot of uh, layers to peel back on this one. Uh, not only a national security, uh, you know, drugs, but also, uh, you know, quite frankly, a, a humanitarian uh, crisis, if you will. Absolutely, um, and you know, the, we heard that there was a humanitarian crisis uh, at at uh, you know Martha's Vineyard when some of these governors were taking action to, um, you know, to really take the the migrant crisis to these communities that are, you know, not not accustomed to. To the problems that come with it, and um, it created, you know, 50 or so migrants created a humanitarian crisis in Martha's Vineyard. Um, but the humanitarian crisis is not in Martha's Vineyard; it is at the southern border. And um, you know, I've been calling on the president to join with Republicans on let's complete the border wall, let's get the personnel down there. We don't need 87,000 new IRS agents um, to spy on our bank accounts and and audit, you know, uh, small businesses and and uh, middle-income families, we need we need 87,000 Border Patrol agents and uh, all hands on deck to secure the southern border. Um, I don't, I don't, and you know Tony Gonzalez, who who is a congressman that took us down 
to see uh, the southern border. He's got a legislation to declare the cartels a terrorist organization. I support that legislation. Um, Governor Abbott in Texas is doing his part. Um, he has started to construct a border wall uh, and also has some shipping containers and barbed wire that are um, part of a, a program that he's implemented to try to deter um, the migrants and, and deter crossings. It is not the border wall is not a not a solution, but it is a deterrent, and it does slow them down, and it does prevent, you know, certainly um, create a hindrance for the uh, drug cartels in getting um, all of the um, illicit activity um, so easily in and out of America. But it's estimated just in the Del Rio sector where we were that the cartels are making $33 million a week on illicit activity, smuggling it into the country on the southern border. So a lot uh, going on there as far as the uh, southern border is concerned. And uh, um, switching gears and uh, something a little more positive. And uh, one of your duties as uh, or uh, one of the uh, fun things you get to do as a member of Congress, uh, Aaron Halchin, is you get to uh, do floor speeches congratulating uh, IHSAA state champion winners. Yes, we had two in the 9th District. Um, we had uh, Lanesville and Bedford North Lawrence that that won the state championships in their respective classes. It was first ever for Lanesville, so it was a, and two students who I was able to recognize also who won um, awards. Uh, just a very fun thing to be able to do. Uh, you know, Indiana is a basketball state, so, um, you know, I, I was proud to take bragging rights on the, on the floor of the house on behalf of those students and the coaches and the schools and their hard work. Uh, now we're into the boys' uh, championships, and we've got some teams that have have made it to semi-state, and that's going to be very exciting to watch. Um, you know, one of my, my hometown team, <laughs> Scottsburg High School, uh, the boys' team has made it to semi-state. Um, and so I'll be watching, and many other teams in the, about the ninth District are still in the fight. So hopefully we'll get some more floor speeches on behalf of the boys' team in the, in the next few weeks as well. Yeah, a couple of uh, ties to this area specifically. Uh, Lanesville defeated uh, Jackson Dell in the uh, semi-state uh, to get to uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> so, uh, That's but, right. <laughs> and of course, the Jackson Dell boys are still playing. However, still the in it. That's yeah, right. and uh, however, uh, Scottsburg uh, knocked out the uh, the Greensburg Pirates. Uh, so uh, on Saturday, so uh, all kinds of uh, connections there, if you will. <laughs> so yes, and the girls, our girls in Salem, a few years ago. Um, went to the state finals and they fell to Greensburg's uh, Lady Pirates. So. Yep. <laughs> it all comes <laughs> full a lot of good, a lot of good basketball teams in Southern Indiana. It's, uh, it's exciting to watch. They really, they really are. There are some really good teams. You're, you're absolutely right. It, and it, it all comes uh, full circle, as they say. So, uh, and uh, Aaron Halchin, how can uh, people get hold of you uh, if they have a, a problem or a question uh, regarding the federal government? It is uh, Houchin, H-O-U-C-H-I-N, dot house, dot gov. Um, that is the web address where all the contact information can be found. Um, one thing that we are dealing with in the Constituent Services um, Office is a lot of passport issues, spring break coming up. The passport office is absolutely overwhelmed. Um, so we have been getting a lot of calls about passports. Uh, if you do have a trip overseas uh, that is planned this year, uh, go ahead and get your passport taken care of with many weeks in advance. Um, certainly call our office. We'll do whatever we can to help um, if you're in, under um, under the gun on the crunch time for your passports. But that is a, something that has been 
um, lighting up the phones in the last few weeks in the district office is uh, people needing assistance with getting their passports, and we will do whatever we can to, to be of help. All right. Very good. Excellent advice. And as always, uh, 9th District Congresswoman Erin Halchin, we appreciate your time. Stay well and look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Thank you so much, Tom. Have a great week. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 